catch me. Bianca Green. Oh. And I'd be a stackery. And you're listening to The Mango Effect. <laughs> so we have a special. I don't even know if it's special. It's transparent. We have a transparent episode. <laughs> we have a special episode, guys. Uh, just for you who don't know, just give you if a they don't know, they don't know. If they don't know, they don't know. This is a special episode we're dropping, but we'll be back regularly around May. Just giving you a heads up. Okay. Hey, don't be telling people. All right. Our business. So, we've been on a hiatus, all right, for a couple months because things get a rough and we get the rolling. Okay, so let's get into the mango effect. The Lion King coming out in 2019 this summer. Now, if you recall The Lion King, Simba, the king of the jungle to be, went through this Hakuna Matata phase, if y'all remember, after his dad died. And he just, he, I don't want to say he didn't care, but his character shifted. Mm -hmm. He was very like, I'm going to be the king of the jungle lion, da-da-da-da-da. And then when he grew up, he was like, nah, fuck that. So, <laughs> it was like, too much work. <laughs> so it was just like he lost himself. He lost his, like, mane. He had it there physically, but figuratively, it was gone. So I kind of went through something like that. So what do you do when you lose yourself? Go back to what made me me. Start doing activities that I used to do and I don't do no more. So that's a part of it. And what I learned is the first thing you got to do is you have to acknowledge that you're lost. Because I feel like a lot of times people don't even realize they're not themselves no more. Sometimes people point it out like, oh, you don't seem like yourself or oh, you're not as you used to be or, you know. So I think as always, crackheads, you acknowledge (laughs) the fact of the matter. So that was the first thing I had to do. I had to acknowledge I do not feel like Bianca Green. And when I did that, I got quiet. I got real quiet. She'd be like, what do you mean? I got, like, I got quiet on social media. I got quiet in real life. I just stopped talking. I was not talking as much as I used to talk. I wasn't as outspoken. I wasn't as vocal. I was walking on eggshells with my words. I didn't want to offend nobody. I didn't want to upset nobody. I was just quiet. Not only because I didn't want to upset or offend anyone, I had to figure out what was going on inside. So I had to get real quiet, which is why I introduced the show like this. So when you're going through that, you have to get quiet because you know the effect is that you're not yourself anymore. But what caused that? Yeah. So when I got quiet, I started pinpointing the causes and it was multiple factors. It was my environment. It was people that were around me, people that I didn't have around me. And it was the fact that I wasn't laughing as much. I feel like that's very undermined. If you laugh every day, I promise you, you'll live a happy life. If you laugh every day, you will live and you probably are living a happy life. 
I wasn't laughing as much. And I noticed that. And I was like, dang, well, what happened? How, how can I do that again? So you ha- I had to get back to the basics. So my basics were theater, comedy, everything that built me. Reading, books. I stopped doing all those things. And I didn't notice I wasn't doing them until I realized I wasn't myself anymore. But do you realize why, though? Yeah, I pointed out the causes. I just said it. My environment. The people I had around me. Oh, people oh. I didn't have around me. I just, I just told you the cause. No, <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like that. I was trying to go, okay, mom, Matt, go ahead. Go yeah, the people you. I had around me and the people I didn't have around me. So I noticed I wasn't doing those things anymore. And Wait, I, I just noticed that I think a lot of those situations are external factors that you can't control. Yes, sometimes, but you can sometimes. It's kind of like a eh, eh with that. It's kind of mm-hmm. halfway, halfway. Yeah, you can't control external factors sometimes like the place I live or things like that. But a lot of times you can react. You oh. can choose how you react. And you have to own that reaction. You have to own it. Just like you have to own your feelings. <laughs> I, I just replay some reactions. Now. You have to own it. You have to own it. And it's like depending on how you want to react or even that you want to own the fact that you feel a certain way, regardless if it's an external factor playing in it or not. You just have to own the fact that that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that external factor plays a role in it, but you have to be accountable too. Because, okay. you know, hey, nobody was, can't make you feel something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody can't make you we feel. We can't influence it. But they but can't, can't make, make you feel. Exactly. So you have to own the fact that you feel that way. So I went back to the basics. I went back to what built me, like I said, reading, comedy, theater, those types of things, those little extracurriculars and then I went back to where I was built so I would go home a lot because that's what built me so I went home a lot and then I went back to who built me and I started reaching out to people that I kind of grew up with I got back to I, I started those conversations again I started those connections again matter of fact over spring break I was with somebody that I grew up with in elementary school so it's oh. like I, I went back to those roots because I had to figure out who I was again I had to go back to that girl so in doing all that I started to I found the key factor was inspiration okay and I feel like I didn't realize that in my whole life like I would see the word you know inspire stay inspired be inspired like I would see it but I didn't know the weight that held and I feel it I I learned what that meant because when I started to get inspired, when I would go outside more, when I would go out to places more, talk to new people more, and I started to feel inspired, I was like, oh, this is what drives people. This is what gets the imagination going. This is what gets the, the joy people feel. It's that, that thing, that inspiration that connection. Magic. Yeah. Like Smoke What's in a Box. I didn't I didn't I really did not know that's what inspiration was until I felt it and when I felt it then that little flame started to kick up in me again and I was like oh so now I gotta stay inspired crap yeah it's harder than it sounds <laughs> so I was like I gotta stay inspired so then I had to change my room I had to put back up paintings I had to buy a coloring book and color sometimes I had to really like go back to square one like I was five because I'm like I have to stay inspired and at first I under I really underestimated how people may put like notes and quotes around their home because 
because I just was like, oh, you know, whatever. But I would, once I put up my paintings and stuff, I was like, oh, this is really nice to wake up to. Yeah, because and, it gives you and a, see, a memory. Yeah, that's what I needed. I needed reminders. And I was like, did everyone else know this? <laughs> I, know, I, they, I didn't know this. They did. Like, a lot of it, when people say you put words everywhere or repeat words to yourself, you're like, okay, that's stupid. I know I'm quote unquote this. But the reason being was because I always knew who I was. Like, I don't want to say always, like, since I was born, but mm-hmm. from a very young age, compared to most people my age, I always knew where I was. And that was, true. that was never a problem for me. So when I lost myself... <laughs> you go through what everyone goes through, proud of yourself again. When I lost myself, I was like, yo, I have to build myself back up but i already did this when i was like 13 and 14 and 15 that's why that's why that's why i was so advanced so i was just like how do people do this and then you continue this way like do it as often as you need to so that is what i learned and that is what inspired me to speak again because when i tell you i got quiet if y'all listen to this podcast and if you personally know me y'all know i talk like a mother Hell yeah. And, Loud, I, like, and I say whatever I want and I stop doing that. I say what I said with feelings and heart. Exactly. And I stopped doing that. And once I really got, I felt the inspiration that I lacked, I started speaking again. And it felt so good in certain ways because sometimes I would use kind words, sometimes I didn't. But the unkind words, that felt like me towards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mean. Not, son e- of not even the- mean because, like, I know I had a I had a couple issues with one coworker, and I would never say how I truly felt because at that time I was lost with myself. So I never mm-hmm. ever said what I truly felt. And when I started getting back to myself and I started saying what was on my mind. I felt great. <laughs> Rebecca, get out with this. And I was like, whew. So, how I've been keeping up with this inspiration. I already said, you know, you put the reminders around your house. You keep reminders of positive people. Positive reinforcement. Yeah, positive reinforcement. You keep that with the people around you. You keep that with what you put up around your environment. But I guess the number one thing for me was literally going outside. going outside like i feel as though that should be like a requirement for every human being on the planet every day go outside just go outside i think people forget that like i even have moments when i'm driving and like i'll roll down my window off for the air i'm like i'm alive we're on a planet where we're not like in an ant farm or a lab like we're Mm -hmm. alive we're in this big old world with a whole bunch of possibilities and you have to feel that you have to feel that that energy around you you have to feel it in the trees you have to feel it in the sun like you just have to go outside (laughs) and technology makes it easy to feel numb even when you're in those situations i don't even want to say feel numb i'd probably say it's like a um like a substitution okay technology is used as a substitution but you can't substitute Nature, you can't substitute. You can't own it either. You can't substitute. Hello, white man. You can't substitute the energy that is in nature. You can't substitute it. No matter how many apps they got. Matter of fact, somebody told me, "Oh, there's a coloring app." I said, "Well, why the heck would I download a coloring app instead of actually coloring in a coloring book?" And that—that's a whole nother. Oh, yo, that—that that is a good that's, good talk. It is substitution. We actually put that, it out it's like a substitution. that. Substitution. So it's just like. Just go outside, and you will really be inspired. I don't care where you go. Just go outside. You'll realize buildings, all the stuff that built overnight, it takes work. You, 
it's crazy when you actually realize you're alive. <laughs> right. Yeah. You... So I say that to say, my mango effect this time around is embrace the fall, acknowledge your loss, look around, and you'll find yourself again. And for me, that was mindful thinking through practicing presence because the future doesn't exist. The past is already gone. The only thing that really exists is literally right now. Like you dropping off that ticket to your cousin doesn't even exist. But you might be thinking of it, but it doesn't even exist. So what are you thinking about? Something that doesn't exist? So it's intentional practice that being present takes, and it takes a lot of mind work. And I, I try to do it at Hell least. Yeah, we have a lot of things going on. Yeah, I, I know. But that's what I'm saying. You got to really, I guess, prioritize that area in your life because yes we all gotta go to work we have to pay bills we have to do that yeah but prioritize practicing presence because if you're sitting here working all day all night every single day and you're not living a single day in your life you're not going outside just to pay the bills that are due next week what are you doing right now <laughs> i call shade i call shade the car is yes that crew's personally attacked so <laughs> So go out more, find agents of laughter, go Ooh. back to the things that built you, and stay inspired, because that's the trick. Of laughter. I like that. It's like a secret <laughs> service. So that's my mango effect to all the Hakuna Matata Simbas out there right now, because I too was in that phase. Hey, good, good. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you find yourself, or in that journey of finding yourself. Yeah. No matter how long it takes, it's always well, let worth me tell you, it. Let me tell you something. But if you, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you the real key. But if if you haven't lost yourself, or you're, or I hope you don't even have to go there. Don't let nobody trick you and tell you that you don't know who you. Don't people love to do that? Don't let nobody trick you and tell you who you are, or you don't know who you are. A lot of people love to do that because they don't know who they are. So that's my mango effect this week. Woo! Shots fired. <laughs> Now, since we're going to talk about inspiration and factors, lately at my job, we had a competition. And I was thinking, hmm, this competition ignited something in me. A fire that I honestly lost. (laughs) (laughs) This is Oprah's couch. (laughs) It is. I've been listening to Soulful. And I was just like, I, this is what I want to do. But anyhow, I was thinking about motivational factors. And one thing I relate is the inspiration. Now, and I was thinking, is competition a positive motivational factor? And just to be transparent, what a motivational factor is, is what drives us. Any human behavior that's related to intrinsic or inner extrinsic workforces, like basically externally and internally. Your why. Your your why. And, you know, it excludes like achievements, investment, personal growth, recognition, responsibility, all that good stuff. And I was like, Competition gives you majority of that stuff. It gives you achievement, advancement. If you win the competition, recognition. Even if you attempted a competition, you still get the recogniz- uh, recognition that you... Crybaby asshole. <laughs> still, growth and everything. And I realized a competition, it has its ups and downs, but I think it has more ups. Because generally, by nature, a competition as well is called like an intrinsic... Incentive. Where you're competing against other people or yourself. 
It could be other people or yourself. That's the great thing about competition. It's vice versa. You could do it against yourself. You could do it with other people. But the goal is you're doing whatever, you're adapting whatever behavior or decision to get that goal. Now, of course, it can be good or bad, but in a positive aspect. Like, lately we had this competition at our job. We, our manager called it the March Madness. Basically, you get points. <laughs> you get paid so points of going on time, taking your breaks, taking a call by All the normal things that any person should be doing in their job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, it's fun. Like, I'm literally, I've been on time at work. I, I got late one time. So, basically, what you're saying is, games are beneficial. Yes. The whole... So, when y'all niggas... <laughs> No, but I, I agree. I agree. Games, games in life are what's fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like in I was, every aspect. It may work. Except seems, crime. Go ahead. <laughs> it may work so much. There's nothing changed. Nothing different. But it's just the whole competition aspect. The second you just say it, it creates gets, a like, mental exactly. obstacle for you. To, everyone gets excited. Even people that don't care. Like even like when people are lost, they say I don't care. But them niggas were trying. They just lost because they got beat by me. <laughs> and I'm just happy. It's like everything. I'm going to work. I'm doing this. I'm being more disciplined. Um, For me to win, I'm making sure I'm getting my lunch together early. Ironing my clothes. Managing more of my time. And I'm like, all this for a stupid competition. And I'm like, but all the positive things that's coming out of it. Because when people don't realize what competition, before or after, even you're preparing, preparing for it, or in it, you're doing everything positively to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. That goal could be getting a win the prize of a thousand dollars, winning a tennis tournament. But it pushes you in ways that you would never imagine. Without and, that being placed without in your that mind. Be, exactly, because I'm not gonna lie, it's an anxiety. It's like a rush. I'm like, what if I lose? But what if I win? I'm like, well, all this is gonna happen. Like it's a whole bunch of mixed emotions. But if you win, it's like, oh my god. But if you lose, it's uh. But even if you don't lose, you still did it. You will realize I'm all the way over here before I was here. And what I like about, again, competition, again, all these positive characteristics. You got your more, more discipline. You get your time together. You have that passion that you possibly could have lost. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, oh, you have to get that back. Bragging rights. Shit. You can be doing it with a coworker. You can do it with another podcast. So it's like, let's see who get the most views. You're pushing yourself more than you can because now you have something there for it. So you need fire under your ass. Hell yeah. Because if you get used to it, you're like, oh, whatever, it burns. But if that shit gets hot, you're like, all right, I gotta run. So basically, what I'm getting from this is capitalism is good. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we getting out of this positive thing and we turn it into politics and racialism? Building that mental structure and putting it in front of you and you're like, oh, it makes life a bit more, or a job or whatever it is in society, it makes it more fun. Exactly. And I think it provides the fastest results without you realizing with any, me person with any other motivation, like, you can put like, oh, write your goals down, do this, but I do this, blah, blah, blah. But like, now you have accountability Mm -hmm. because you're like, well, I want to get this. If I don't do this, there's no way I'm going to get this. So you will set yourself up. Even athletes, they, it's like, you're like, how do they, why do they do all this? 
Because they want to win the trophy. Mm-hmm. It might not even have money associated, but they want to win the trophy. They want the recognition. Recognize, you know, they want all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, if people did that, and usually it's great when it's internal mm-hmm. because there's no one stopping you but you. Mm-hmm. But it's hard because I realize with competition, for those who can't find it themselves, they can find it outwards and mm-hmm. then eventually find it within themselves. Mm-hmm. Because that's the whole thing. Everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants to be rich. Everyone wants to be successful, healthy, whatever. But trying to find it with yourself is sometimes hard. But when you're having a competition, you're like, you, you people be talking shit like, so oh, I can beat you with Elo. I have a thought on that. Go ahead. Because it was, it was kind of similar to my mango effect. Like I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mention it, though. I didn't mention it, though, because you said you don't have it within yourself. So when you're looking for it outside, mm-hmm. is it because a lack of love or the depth to your love for yourself let me put it let me put it like this you love the goal that you would be the goal that you would achieve from doing this competition yeah a bit more or deeper than you love yourself because you can't find that internal motivation to even do it without that competition that's a way to think about it that's a way to think about it that's a valid reason that's a valid reason because again I think that's what a lot of competition brings up in people is they're competitive everyone's competitive yeah they're competitive but I'm saying the love of that yeah it gives them something to avoid that sport or whatever yeah. is deeper than what you have within yourself that, yeah that's perfectly bad because you could competition you don't gotta love yourself you just gotta win <laughs> <laughs> like to be honest if you want to really think about that it gives you ways to not even think about really yourself but you will do things to help yourself without even realizing it mm-hmm. that's why i say it provides the fastest results mm-hmm. because if, if i had a battalion like fucking serena williams and uh, michael phelps and Dwayne way all them i'd be a fucking champion but it can and it comes from risk and i want to talk about the downsides because it's not fair to be all like, oh, yeah, well, this is all great without being realistic. Because competition, what sucks about it is not for everyone. Some people take losses. Yeah, you say it like that, but some people take losses more than worse than others. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Everybody, like, yeah. losing, like, all right, I'm done. That's it. They can't take failure. <laughs> Me when I'm playing. <laughs> that's it. That's no it. Way. I'm done. It's finished. And that's, and that's the bad thing. But whenever I think about if someone loses, when the competition come back again, would you not want to do better? Like, you could trick yourself. I mean, in theory. In theory, yeah. In theory, you might lose your will. Reality. <laughs> reality is fucking tricky. However, I still think you might still be willing to do it. Because it'll be that little passion. Because whatever... That little ounce of hope. The little ounce of hope. Because you're like... And then, if you're the type like me, if someone... I like to brag, especially if I win, or talk tough stuff. If I, even if I lose. But I'm like, ha, oh, you won this time, but now next time, I'm going to get you. And even if you won, if you have that competitor with you, then you're like, I'm going to try even harder so you don't win. Mm-hmm. It's like a circle. Mm-hmm. And once you're in that circle, obviously you have to build up that circle. It's not like, all right, got my person, got my competition, this and that. It's a whole bunch of other external factors. But I feel like if you could find it to fit your needs, it will take you in ways that you don't think. You'll start doing things that, you know... What's the negative aspect to that? Negative aspect is, you know, if you lose, if you're the type to... Oh, that was the only one. Because you said, like, oh, let's get into the negative. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not for everyone. I mean, mainly, it's probably, too, it's not for everyone. And if you lose, you get depressed about it. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Or if you feel like you give up halfway. Okay. That's fair enough. 
That's fair enough. However, I still, I, I, it's just the, it's just so crazy how you just think about like I'm like I'm doing all this stuff and I'm like I don't really think I'm helping myself, but I really am. And then you have those habits mm-hmm. because again, if competition is a long term thing, well, usually it's not. It's like a month or so, but like if you're preparing for it or in it or however long it is, you still build those habits. And my big effect to that is I believe that competition is a positive motivation factor because not only does it help challenge you and test your abilities, you start to figure out yourself more. Like, this is my strength. This is my weaknesses. And I feel like it gives you faster improvement in yourself externally or internally because after a competition, you can either know two things. I suck. Or, or I suck. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's either I win or I or I lose or I realize well why I win or lose and why why did I win why did I lose what can I do better what can I do this because you because again so competition is a I don't want to say a quicker way but it is a great in your opinion a great route a great to self discovery and growth yeah definitely i agree with that statement (laughs) okay well thanks for tuning in to our will smith conversation you know when will smith talks he says the most basic things but because he says it like this and puts it together like building blocks it sounds phenomenal great yes the daiquiri yes daiquiri effect is an effect so uh, thank you for tuning in to our Will Smith casual conversation. And our Oprah conversation as well. This has been Simba's Race, a.k.a. the title of this episode. We'll be back in May. Thanks for listening. Bye! Bye.